0: Hello there, and welcome to another Chit Chats with Git Cats. I have a little something different for you guys today. Um, I've been using Pro Tools since 4.3, I think we worked out, back in 99 when I worked in radio at CFM and Gold FM on the Gold Coast here. And I've kind of updated as we go on, and there's been some really cool features that have come along the way. And I'm going to admit, I'm not on top of all the new stuff that's come out. I've actually even missed a couple of of, uh, of software revisions along the way, but it's time to get up to date. And my friend Drew uh, happens to be uh, a... What are you, Drew? Uh,
1: my title is I'm the Audio Solutions Specialist for uh, Avid in uh, Australia and New Zealand.
0: That's pretty impressive considering... I can remember the days you used to follow me around with pen and paper and assist me at, at uh, some sessions that we did here. Yeah. When I was a Grom, I did, yeah. 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 I
1: was just wanting to, I was keen. I just wanted to learn from anyone and you were you were recording some bands and I wanted to be that fly on the wall. And, I think uh,
0: I think I may have even used some of your uh, uni time, your studio time at uni to record some cool stuff. Uh, there may have been a time that it happened, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So... Drew has uh, graciously set up his his screen really well for us so that we can follow along. And I'm going to ask him some things. Um, Drew, I'm going to throw over to you, to full screen. And I believe we're going to start off with some of the newer things. uh, Yeah. Folder Tracks was the first thing that we had on our list, and folks, before we get too far, I'm going to say we actually did work out that there is a lot in the menus and stuff, and we may actually have to do this uh, over a few episodes because we could be here for hours. Otherwise, we're going to try and cap this at two hours. Um, we might not even get through the whole list we got here. Uh, if that's the case, we'll take note of where we are. Please ask us questions in the in the comments as well, um, and. As always, we always appreciate a little like, uh, subscribe, and a notification bell. So um, over to you, Drew. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'll just flick over to my Pro Tools window. Hopefully, you can uh, see that. So I've got a, uh, you know, just a a small uh, Pro Tools session here with just some uh, drums and some bass. Uh, But yeah, we, we, uh, at the start of this year, we. Brought out a new version of Pro Tools Pro Tools 2020 and uh one of the features was folder tracks. Um so there's there's two kinds of folder tracks, and I can kind of go into how you use folder tracks for say organization or for routing audio. Please do. Um yeah, okay. So you can see I've got all of my drums here and you know, Rick, you would probably uh get all of your drums and then maybe send them to a drum bus. And then I do, use I do, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right, so let's, let's look at doing something like that. So I can get, uh, select all of my drums. I'm just holding the shift key. Let's bring my keyboard up so you can see what I'm doing on my keyboard as well. That might be helpful. Cool, mate. Yeah, so I've just selected all of them and let's send them to a new, we would traditionally send them to like say like a new track and that would be an aux track. But mm-hmm. what we can do uh, now is we're gonna go up to track and go new. And instead of an, uh, an aux track, we now have the option for a routing folder or a basic folder. So let me just show you what a basic folder is. And this is great for organization. So if I just go to basic folder, I've got now this new folder here. It's gonna drag it to the top and let's just call that drums. Cool. All right, now I can get all of the drums in my Pro Tools session and drag them into there. And I can collapse that, and now all of my drums are inside of that one track there. And you can see how this is tidied up in my Pro Tools session already. Nice, right?
0: nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there is a really cool shortcut, Shift-F, and I can open and close that folder track really quickly. F for folder. So easy. Yeah, yeah Shift-F. It's a fast way to remember that. So that's what we call a basic folder track. So with a basic folder track, I'm, I can obviously solo the drums. Hopefully you can hear some drums coming up um and you can also um just solo and mute that that's all you can kind of do with a basic folder track so i'm just going to now change that to what we call a routing folder track which is a little bit different so i'm just going to delete that keep all the existing tracks uh what's going on here delete
0: it's it's the danger of life mate there's yeah that's fine it's a beautiful thing people love the danger though yeah. Oh, living on the edge. So have <laughs> got my drums there
1: and I'm now going to go to track new and let's go a new routing folder. Here's a really cool feature that's been added to Pro Tools. You can actually label it here. Okay. So now I've got, it kind of looks a little bit different. You can see now I've got inserts and sends, um, on that routing folder. So if I select all of those guys, and drag that into that i've now got did i drag it in or i dragged it above whoops let me just try that again select all of those guys and drag them into the routing folder and obviously same as the basic folder track i can open and close that cool but That's now called drums. So what I'm going to do is open all of that and send all of the outputs. Here's a really great shortcut to remember. Mm -hmm. Option, shift, which is all selected tracks we are going to send to the drum bus. So they're all going to be sent to this routing folder.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Yeah. So that is kind of like an aux track, right? Yep. But I can then collapse and open it like a folder track. And I can add a plugin there if I wanted to or send it somewhere else Uh, So that's what a routing folder track is So if you're using aux tracks at the moment for like say your drum bus or parallel compression or whatever Mm -hmm. Maybe start using routing folder tracks instead of the aux tracks and then you get that organization level as well And what's great about this too is because obviously you can see everything here. I could in theory select part of that control C Control v and paste all of the members of those drums in that one track there and i can see everything that i'm doing
0: nice so, so that, that kind of saves track. that saves me having to make a, a group and then uh edit everything as a group right you can just do it as a on the folder track is that what you're saying there
1: yeah absolutely because yeah, awesome. they're all in there i can do all the editing to all of the members of those tracks there in that one folder track very cool very yeah cool it's it's, it was actually a, uh, a big request from Pro Tools users. So it's. Uh, I'm, I'm so stoked that we've got it, got it in there. And it's. I've changed all of my pro- mixing templates to have folder tracks now, which is great.
0: Nice. I'm going to have to uh, dive into that one, mate. That's. That seems a very nice little workflow. Um, yeah. Mate, as we were type, uh, just diving around Pro Tools earlier, you were using something called Type Ahead Search.
1: Yes, it's one of my favorite features in pro tools show me all so, that mate. yeah okay so i have a lot of plugins like if you have a look at my plugin list you know something like uad like there, there's a lot of uad plugins out there there's a lot of you know so it's very hard for me to kind of like find a plugin that i'm looking for so opposed to kind of scrolling through all of that if i want to put on my kick drum say uh avid pro compressor I can just click there and type the word pro compressor and hit enter and it adds the plugin for me. Cool. So that's a very fast way of doing that. Now, if you're, uh, say, wanting to do the same thing with um, inputs and outputs, you can do that as well. So all of these at the moment are being sent to my drum bus, but I can click there and just type main main 1 and 2, enter, and now that's been routed to my main 1 and 2. So I know like you have a mixing template, Rick, most likely?
0: Uh, Sometimes and sometimes, no. It depends
1: on on the project. But having to quickly like scroll through menus of where's that bus that I'm dealing with? Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's one thing. Sometimes when I create um, a a new subgroup or a new auxiliary, depending on the session I've loaded, it could get lost in, you know, menu A, menu B. But so – Type a head search, we'll find it just like that. Boom. Yeah, so I, what a time so saver.
1: Yeah, so that kick drum is going to main one and two at the moment. So if I just go in there and I want it to go to the drum bus, just type drum bus. There we go. Done. How fast was that? Awesome, dude. Awesome.
0: I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm glad we're doing this. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm happy to show you as much as I know. Um, Mate, you also mentioned the way um, I was creating a new playlist that um, I didn't have to go into the menu every time and hit create new playlist, etc. What was the way you were doing that, man?
1: Oh yeah. So this is, um, you know, something that people do day in day out, right? Where, you know, where you would record a vocal take or a guitar solo or whatever you're doing and you were going to do take one, take two, take three, and then you might comp that together to make the perfect take. So I've got, An audio track here, I'm just going to, let's just, you know, because I'm, you know, one of those people that likes labeling all of my tracks. Mm -hmm. Let's just call that vocal. And I'm just going to put some tone here just to kind of represent um, that was a vocal take. And now I'm going to use the shortcuts control and backspace. And now I can create a new playlist and I'll call that take, take two. And then let's hypothetically record a new vocal take. Do that again. And we'll call that take three. And you can see how this is a lot faster than, like, clicking over here and going new. Absolutely. Yeah, so that control and backslash, you can quickly get there and then uh, record that new take, that new guitar solo or vocal solo, whatever you're doing. And let's do just a couple more because, you know, only... Van Halen nailed it in three, right? I think that was, wasn't that? I heard a saying. I think it was like a um, a Van Halen thing. It's like if you can't do it in three takes, you can't do it. But I don't know if that applies to everyone except for Van Halen, right?
0: Well, he's Eddie Van Halen, so. (laughs) Yep.
1: All right. So last take, take five, and we'll do that last recording in there. There we go. All right. So I have, and if we go into my playlist view here, you can see I have five takes of vocals hypothetically, and we can go through and preview each one of those and play that back. It's just tones. So that's why it sounds a bit weird.
0: Okay. Um,
1: uh, and that's how we would potentially go through and check each one of those takes. So that was the slow way of doing it. We have a new way of doing it. Well, it's not new. It's been in Pro Tools for a couple of years now. But if I hold down the shift key mm-hmm. and up and down, you can see I'm actually scrolling through vocal take one, two, three, four, and five. It's a really, really fast way of going through and checking which was the the perfect take. Cool. Cool. What I, what I can even do, which is kind of cooler, say this was a vocal take and there was a word, I'm trying to get the perfect, you know, the, or ah, yep. uh, or there's a certain front end of the note that I'm trying to nail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna ma- make a selection where that may have been, and I'm gonna hold Command Shift, and then I'm gonna go up and down. And you can see it's just scrolling through the playlist takes
0: for just that Just of selection. the highlight, that's awesome, that is yeah, awesome. So yeah,
1: you, so you can kind of just like scroll through and go and make the perfect take without having to go through all of those different tabs over here Yeah. or some people use this view here and they kind of make a selection that's and that's what I was doing yeah 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 that yeah and look these are all right ways. Like the, I'm, not, I'm never ever going to say that there's the wrong way of doing it. I'm just going to say here's a really fast way that this is the way I do it, and it really really helps me. So I can kind of make a selection there, Command Shift up and down, and I can make the perfect vocal take right there. You can see all the different clips. They would have hypothetically been, you know, clips from other takes.
0: Very so that's cool. The,
1: that's playlists and how to really maximize, you know, playlists by doing that.
0: Wow, man! Wow, I, I'm I'm going to have to go back and, and watch this video once we're done because I, I am trying to keep an eye on on things as it's streaming and stuff. And the, man, you're just throwing so many cool things at me. This is awesome. Um, yeah. If I am going
1: too fast, please let me know because I'm I, I can fly through these things because it's just all second nature to me. And, and the point of doing this this live stream was to make make this stuff second nature to everyone
0: else. So if I'm flying through, just let me know and I'll I'll pull it back will do man I, but so far I'm, I'm loving it loving it um, yeah. the next thing that as we were going through was you mentioned keyboard focus mode and this is something that I wasn't using I was using the old school commands so yep. um, show me a bit about bit about that again mate that was really yeah. good
1: this is something that I try and get everyone to do like if you want to be a Pro Tools shortcut ninja like please make sure that you have focus mode turned on so Uh, at the right hand side of my edit window here, you can see this little AZ button. I can just show you over there. Yep. That's what it is. So at the moment it's lit up. So I have focus, focus mode turned on. Sometimes it's turned off like that and you're not going to maximize those shortcuts. So we're going to turn that on. And now all of these key commands that you can see on my keyboard are actually going to be, um, uh, turned on. So. I've got some drums here. I'm going, to, you know, some people like to use gates for their toms. Some people like to, you know, go through and try and, you know, edit all of their drums. And like, I've seen people go through like this and select it and hit delete and do that. And that's fine. But, you know, once you've got focus enabled, you can do things like I'm going to select right before this tom here. And I've got the letter a, which is trim all of this, all of the clip before the selection. So I'm going to hit the A key, you can see it's just trimmed everything to the left-hand side of where I selected.
0: That is wicked. And then,
1: yeah, and then I'll just z I'll just I can now I've got R and T. So I know we were talking about this earlier before the show. You use Command and um, the brackets in and out to like zoom this. in and out. Yeah, yeah. To zoom in and out. Yeah, which is. Fine, that's that's you know that's a you know one of the stock standard Zoom commands. But I always have my right hand on my trackball, so to kind of then go and do that command and then go back to my trackball slows me down. When you've got focus mode enabled, you've got the R and T button here, which will allow you to zoom in and out. That is so, so can, cool. So I can keep my hand on the trackball or jog wheel or whatever you got in your mouse, and I can zoom right in here using that and that's very very close to the a key for the trimming there so i can zoom right in with the t hit a there and that's trimmed everything and then i've got d which is for, for a, a fade in so i can click there fade in r for zoom out i'm going to make a separation here which is b zoom in again and i'm going to do a fade out with is g and then zoom out again and then where's the next tom hit Oh, it's all the way over here. I'm going to hit A. And now you can see that I've just like cleaned up that Tom hit there. Wow. With with a couple of shortcuts that are all using my left hand. I am not using any keyboard modifiers. It's just the A, you know, zoom in and out, which is R and T. Um, S, which is which is trim everything to the right-hand side of the cursor. Uh-huh. So if that, And then I can use G to do that fade out.
0: Everything on the right-hand side of the cursor up to the next region or for the rest of the track?
1: Uh, just the region. So say for example, I make a separation here and then I zoom into roundabout there Yeah, that's that's it. So you can see where the snare hits there So yep. I want to cut this off right where that snare hit is and I'm gonna hit s and Let's just zoom out so we can see from where I made that separation. There's the separation there. And yeah. I hit s There's where the cursor is it cuts everything from the the end of the start of that cl- the end of that clip all the way to the cursor.
0: Wow! So you've saved me a couple of hits there because generally I would go Command E to to put a slice there and edit, and then yeah,
1: Command E. Yeah, yep. that's,
0: that's- yeah, and then use my um, my hand tool to select. Uh, well, yep. I, I use the multi tool, but I have it as the hand to select, and then hit Delete. So that's just a couple of of hits that that you're knocking out of the equation, and collectively those little things all add up, don't they?
1: Well, yeah, when you're doing this day in, day out and you're, you know, you, you know, time's money, you know, for the client, you know, you want to be able to say, be able to do as much as possible to be able to quickly just edit some toms like that. You know, you can get on to start doing the creative stuff opposed to all of this kind of like, oh, I've just got to like tidy this all up so I don't get all that spill. So, yeah, all these shortcuts will save so much time if you know them.
0: Wow. Wow. So that's keyboard focus mode by enabling the A and the Z in that top right hand corner
1: right there make sure it's always on and then all of these keys down here is like so if i actually turn that off and i make a selection here and i, I hit a you can see nothing happens yep and i get this a lot people call me and they're like oh my focus key key shortcuts aren't working and i'm like oh just just go up here and turn that on and then you can see that that's going to work now
0: wow wow um what what have I been working on? I've been using like the old key commands or something. Is it classic or something like that? Is that what it's called? Or I don't that
1: know didn't if have they that would... Yeah, it's, it's look it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when we first started adding the key the keyboard command, the focus things. Yep. Um I'd have to look at our lovely document that we were looking at earlier today that had all of those fantastic um, updates that have happened in Pro Tools over the years. Yeah, and there's Um, been a
0: lot, been a lot. It has. Yeah. Should we
1: bring it up just to show people? Yeah, man, you can
0: show show people if...
1: Okay, here it is here. So uh, PT history. Um, So this is a doc that one of my colleagues in the US put together, and it's every single feature that has come out in Pro Tools from Pro Tools 3.4 all the way to today and there's there's a lot of things that have that have happened in pro tools like you know all of the you know from let's go all the way back to version what do you say 4.3 where
0: pro tools 24 mix that's what we had at the uh, old 24 mix that was
1: that was where it was at yeah and then 5.1 always resonates with me because that's when 5.1 channels actually was added to pro tools
0: nice Nice. Yeah. Folks, anybody watching this, if you've got any particular thing that you want Drew to touch on, um, drop it in in the comments and uh, in the chat window and I'll uh, try and keep an eye on it and hopefully we can touch on it. But like I said, it's 2am here in Australia, 2.22 actually in the morning. And uh, we've been going over things for quite a while now trying to stay awake uh, knowing that we're going to have a lot of people in um, the U S and Europe watching in. Um, so feel free to to ask us anything. Although there is a couple of Aussies there. Hey, hey, Dan. Uh, I think Scotty Watman's watching as well, mate. Yeah, Dan um, Sugars from Brisbane. Sup, yeah, bro? Yeah. Um, Dan helped me put together a PC many years ago when I went to the dark side for a, a couple of years, mate. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to jump onto Alt or Option key. I'm always confused when oh, yes. when I want to. Uh, I'm going to just show us your face, mate. I'm going to go to a split screen. Hello. Hey, two uh. two good-looking good guys there, eh? I know, um, we're all right. <laughs> um, I'm always sort of fumbling around and I get a little confused. If I've got a whole bunch of drum tracks, for instance, and, and this is the thing you showed us of the folder track kind of gets rid of this, but there might be situations where yeah. I've got a whole bunch of tracks and I've selected them and I want to assign them all to the same thing or uh, just apply any process to all those tracks that are selected, I'm forever holding down a different modifier key trying to remember. Trying to was wake it out this one? It is. Was it that yep. one? And the other thing that I find myself wanting to do is if I have eight tracks selected and I want to route those to eight different places, diff- eight auxiliaries, eight outputs, um, but have them all come out sequentially. Yes. I always get confused as to what the actual... Key commands is and I kind of try this and that and hold my tongue upside down until it actually works. But <laughs> yeah, you've exactly got you got about. a way for me to remember this, haven't you?
1: I do. Yeah, I'm going to quickly just default a few things in my Pro Tools session and then I can show you how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So if I flick back to my Pro Tools screen. Yep. Okay. So all of my drums at the moment are assigned to uh, no output. So let's first of all, make my drums and assign that to bus one and two, but I'm going to rename that and call that drums. So we want all of them to go to the drum track. So the way you need to think about this and you probably can't see my keyboard. So we'll bring that up is alt or option depending on your Mac or PC. So it's the same. So alt on PC, uh, PC and option on Mac. Mm-hmm. uh think of that as due to all yep so when i'm holding that down if i then go to say my drums i'm gonna do that to everything you can see now all of my outputs have now been assigned to drums wow what a time saver and and it's yeah. alt is like all all alt think of it like that yeah easy to remember easy to remember absolutely uh But I don't want to do it to all tracks. I want to do it to just the drums here. You can see I've got another track down here. I don't want to do it to all of them. So I'm just going to select the kick drum, hold down the shift key, and hit the hi hat. So now I've selected all of my drums. So similar command, Alt Shift. Now, Alt Shift, think of that as all selected tracks. So whatever thing I'm about to do next is going to be it's going to happen to all of the selected tracks. So let's now go to the output of these tracks and go to drums. Straight away all of my drums have now been bussed to the input of that drum bus. Wow, cool. So that's alt and shift that or option shift that's going to do that for you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Now the next thing you were talking about uh, was you want say for example you've got a eight channel interface mm-hmm. and you want your kick snare snare all all of that to go sequentially one two three four five six kind of thing right mm-hmm. quickly quickly do all your inputs yep you can you can totally do that so the uh, keyboard command for that you can go in here and go to your um, so I'll just make them all go back to say no input, so they're all no, Yep. and I'm going to go command, option, shift. Looks a bit weird, but there it is there. And then select the input, and I'm going to go say bus three. Yeah. And now you can see that the kick drum is three.
0: How fast was that? That is such a time saver. I've stumbled on that before, and I've never been able to recreate it uh well, I, I do now and then as i said i'll take a stab in the dark sometimes but in the heat of the, the moment when i'm in a session and i don't want to mess shit up i'm not game to to actually try what that is and there is a lot of stuff you're throwing at us here man and i'm, a, I'm gonna have to go back and actually write some of these down because i'm trying to keep an eye on uh, multiple things right now uh scotty Watman, you said you, you didn't catch where that um the keyboard focus, focus mode? mode yeah that was up in the top right just show him drew
1: Right here, so yep, it's, in the top right-hand corner, yep. that little AZ button, just make sure that's turned on to enable all of those
0: keys. Blink it and you'll miss, but um, yeah, that's caught me up before because I'm using the old-school commands, and as you said, sometimes if, if that's turned off, my usual commands won't work, but I'm going to be getting the new ones under my belt. Well, they're not so new. They've been around for a long time. It's just that yeah. uh, I haven't been hip to them, and my former assistant is now teaching me, This is great. This is awesome. The Padawan is now the Jedi, is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, totally. God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Young Skywalker. Uh. Uh, is there any more tricks in that one, mate, or should I move on? Uh, let's move on. Like, yeah, okay. What else, what, else, what other questions do you have for me? Mate, track presets is a new thing. and I love track presets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love them. I, I haven't ventured down that road yet so rather than me trying to work it out and it's probably self-explanatory but the way you do things seems to be um well you know exactly how it works so to save me fumbling around learning it show me what uh how to let's do the, create the track a track, track preset, preset? Yeah, is that what do i to do let's right let's do it
1: so th- there's
0: there's a couple of
1: ways i show people how to do track presets one is like really really standard is here we've got this vocal track and i'm going to say create there's maybe certain uh you know plugins that you always use on vocals maybe it's you're doing voiceovers or it's you know your vocal so you know what plugins work for your vocal tone Mm -hmm. so let's say go with uh like for me my go-to plugin is fab filter um so i'm going to put on that and maybe let's just do this is just you know a kind of make up some kind of eq curve so let's just do a high pass filter on there and i may want like some other compression on there so let's go with uh i'll go with the pro compressor again because i think that's a really cool kind of uh compressor because it's got a wet drive built into it love it
0: love it so that's Uh, being able to to have a parallel chain on your compression without having to set up a, a whole new chain Hundred percent. Like it's it's twenty twenty. Like every plugin should have this. I think so too. Yeah, (laughs) it's so cool. So yeah, I'll put pro pro compressor on there. Um, I'm just going to jump in there. Um, In case people aren't wondering, are wondering why you would uh, use a a parallel compressor. um, For me, I find that it turns up the quiet parts without affecting the um, the dynamics of the. the transient i'm not topping off the transient i'm just turning up the lower levels uh that's what parallel compression is really good for and having that blend knob on there does that so sorry to cut in there drew you were saying i hope no I that's, track. that's 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 a great thing like i think these
1: these uh videos are great for helping people make better mixes and you know, parallel compression really, really will help make your mixer sound better if you if you start kind of you know blending things in. So parallel good everything
0: work. <laughs> we were talking about parallel that, huh? we were parallel everything. About
1: that. Yeah, Francois Tita who did uh, a lot of Gautier stuff. He was like, I parallel everything, and I'm like, kudos. Um, uh, okay, so I've got a couple of plugins on there. Let's even let's up the ante on this. Let's uh, go and and add a sense. So I'm going to go instead of going make a bus here and then create an aux track or whatever we spoke that you do this and i'm happy that you do this you just go new track yep and we're going to do a stereo aux and let's call that vox verb enter and then let's add a reverb there my favorite reverb is revibe. chuck that on there and look this is the great thing when you go new track opposed to going bus and creating new aux it's labeled that Vox verb and it's labeled the sense so we've got all that organization going on by doing it that way so let's now turn that up so i've got A vocal audio track and i've got a reverb that is an aux track i'm going to select both of those And i can now go Save track preset just by right clicking that and go save track preset
0: mm-hmm.
1: Now i can put it in a folder let's put it in the drew folder and we'll call that... Let's just call that Rick's vocal.
0: Rick's i <laughs> i give it up vocal. on singing. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you know, Auto-Tune might be able to help you, mate. Melodyne
0: for me, mate. Melodyne. <laughs> Melodyne, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I oh. haven't owned Auto-Tune for a very long time. I did, and yeah, it's just not the sound for me. Yeah, fair but enough. But I get... Old, Melody- I, I know it's for some people, but just not for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: so we've created... We're going to call the track preset Rick's vocal. Um if we – and I'll get into this in a second. I'm going to show you what we can do when we add audio and MIDI clips because this actually helps me from a creative standpoint when I'm trying to, uh, you know, start a song. Yep. So I've got – I can include audio or MIDI clips in the track preset um, and at the moment I'm not going to. And then I've got these meta tags to help search for said track said, said track preset.
0: Cool, because I was going to say you've got tags there. So yeah, that's, that's I can, very cool. So,
1: yeah, so when we go searching for track presets, we could just search fab filter or search reverb, and it'll bring up track presets that have that have characters. that in there. Yep. Okay. So. That is very cool, man. Very cool. So let's go. Now we've created that track preset. So I'm just going to delete these two these two tracks here because we don't need them, right? Yeah. Because we've got track presets now. Nice. Delete. One. Sure. All right, you so, guys,
0: you guys are getting this. This is this is amazing. I'm 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 learning a lot from Drew. This is great.
1: All right, yeah. If I'm like I said, if I'm going too quickly, p- people tell me to slow down. But uh, this is going to be up on the internet like
0: later tonight, so or tomorrow morning, or wherever you are, so you can yeah. watch it again, right? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. gonna go back with pen and paper and write all this stuff down because I'm actually settled in now. At, at the start, I had to make sure everything was so a few of those early things went past me, but I'm watching intently on the full screen now.
1: Yep. So we've, we've created the track preset. So again, there's like three ways to do everything. So let me just show you one way so I can go create new. And before we would create a new audio track, but now we can actually create a track preset. And I've got Rick vocal create. Cool. How fast was that? So that's like a, a certain kind of like sound that you have, like your kind of signature source plugins, you can save them all as a track preset.
0: Dude, like if you're recording somebody and you're starting a new song and you got it right the first time, well, yeah. Trying to re just, pull up that channel again i, I was going in and e- importing that channel and all that type of crap but that just that's totally... right import
1: session import session data yeah that exactly that we used to do. Yeah, yeah yeah so now you
0: can just save it as a uh, track preset and then just do it that that way cool you you're getting this guys out there is drew going too fast or you guys happy to go back and with pen and paper and write all these down as, as he goes silence <laughs> that's right yeah, they can't silence. talk to us there's probably people in the um in the that's comments it. yeah
1: What's also very cool, so you can see I've actually deleted the plugins off that vocal channel there. So if I actually right click, if I click here, and opposed to actually adding the plugins that I would use, I've actually got recall inserts. And what recall inserts is, is I can actually recall just the inserts from that track
0: preset. Okay, go. Just the inserts from the preset. So, you mean uh, just the plugins? Just the plugins without the data of where the volume was set on the fader and all that kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So,
1: if, if someone sent you a mix and you're like, oh, I've got a signature bass kind of like plugins that are my go to plugins for bass, yep. you could save them as track preset and then just bring them just those inserts in. And that's like a starting point. Awesome. And then, yeah. So, that's a very cool way. Another way I want to show using track presets, um, which might take me a little bit, so I'm just going to um, uh, add an instrument track here. Um, And I'm going to add a plug-in from our friends, uh, Propeller Heads
0: or Reason. You've used Reason before, Rick, right? Yeah, not for a while, but um, you you said there's been a a bit of a a development in Reason. It's a plug-in now. It's a plug-in now. It's an
1: AAX plugin that goes on an instrument track. And now I can bring an old redrum. drum Yeah. And I'm just going to do like a bit of a lazy four on the floor here. And yeah. I'll get the uh, hi-hat there. And I'll just do something on the offbeat. Um, so this is just a, you know, a, I'm just kind of just getting a MIDI track going. Yeah, just something basic. Cool about this, what's cool about this is I can actually like click this little note here and drag that onto the instrument track.
0: Oh, cool, cool okay yeah. yeah so i do that it's in easy easy drummer where i'm piece, piecing yeah. together things and just drag and drop it 100 percent. cool so you can do it with that awesome man you can, do, you can do it with the reason plugin which is cool so
1: let's just bring that to uh let's just get that let me go to that clip uh, oh, it's hidden behind here there you go champ and uh let's just copy that and go to the start of the session and paste that and so i've got you know, a couple of bars of that four on the floor command D I'll just duplicate that a couple of times and let's just call that, you know, drums, uh, no, or just e drums. That's how we're going to call it. Yep. E drums enter and let's just save that as a track preset. So we can go in here and go save track preset. And what I want to do now is go include audio and MIDI clips into the preset. Cool. Into the preset. So this is what I do from like a creative standpoint. So if I'm starting a new session, I've got at least a basic four on the floor
0: that I can just quickly drag into the session, plug in my bass guitar, and away I go, right? So I'm just thinking of applications for this, and this would be great to make yourself a, a custom um, click track that you yes. could recall at any time. That's the first thing that popped in my head. It's like because some people are very particular about what they want to hear, and some sounds get yep. lost more than other. Yeah, cool, man. Thank you. Exactly. So let's uh,
1: just get out of that. I'm just going to open up uh, Workspace, which is another way of – we're going to get into Workspace a little bit later because we spoke about this, um, but it's another way of getting to track presets. Um, And if I go over to track presets and in – I think it was the Drew folder where I saved that. Yep, there is my – track preset that i created i can just and there's all the parameters
0: associated with it to the side there
1: that's all the metadata that is saved with a track preset yeah and you can go you know what i don't want the clips and media associated with it if you don't want it but in this instance we do we want to just drag it in and drag that in and you can see that i've it's included the media that was part of that track preset so If you had, yeah, like four bars of drums or eight bars of drums or whatever, you could save that as a track preset. And then you're like, I want to start a new song. Okay, well, just drag in some drums, plug in your guitar or whatever, and you've got something ready to go. Nice one. Nice one. It's a fast way to start writing music, and that's what I love about track presets. Them's the tricks, huh, folks?
0: Um, Man, if if you're liking what Drew's doing, be sure to um – to give this a like, and man, I'd really appreciate your subscribes out there. I'm still a, quite a new channel, and um, the su- every little sub helps. Um, dude, keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Um, we did we?
1: We were talking about
0: clip gain, weren't yep. we? Yep. Clip gain. You're done with track presets. I've done with track yep, presets. Yep, I think
1: I think uh, that's enough for people to kind of digest with track presets and yep. I'm sure that everyone's going to have their own track presets moving forward and that sure. makes me very happy.
0: So, I'm just going to say when it comes to clip gain, um, I the way I was using it was very cumbersome and bulky. Yep. I was right clicking on the region, yep, going down to clip gain, going across adjust, yeah, etc. Et yeah, but and- yeah, dragging the selection, um, yeah, so highlighting select the selection, it. and then dragging. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was doing. Doing all that You stuff. were yeah. saying there's a much quicker way to do this, yeah?
1: 100%. So I'm just going to clear that. Show uh, let me. Just, uh, let's get rid of all of that. So let's just clear all the clip gain. Um, okay, so there's the clip gain line, which, yes, is very helpful to show that clip gain line. Um, let's just uh, hide the line. So – Again, with Pro Tools, there's like three ways to do everything. So, you know, I'll, I'll uh, you've obviously got this little fader in the left hand side of the clip itself. And you can obviously turn things up and down like that. But that's obviously doing the entire clip.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Where, where did you find that, mate? Sorry, that's behind my camera. Oh, that? I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, no, that's so fine. Oh, yeah, I, okay, I, I, I see
0: the little fader. Yeah, yeah, just down there. Yeah, at the start of the clip.
1: If it's not there, because yeah. sometimes it might not be there, if you just go up to the view clip, clip gain info, I believe is uh, – We'll bring that back. Oh, nice one.
0: Nice one. Thanks, mate. Yeah. So
1: view. And sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes people, like, have preferences that are uh, corrupt and they trash their preferences and then these things, all these kind of menu options, which I think is a whole new video altogether, all these menu things.
0: That's right. We did say we're going to go through the whole menu bar (laughs) in another episode because there is so much to cover. Oh, yeah. But but that's a whole other episode. We'll go through the menu bar.
1: Yep. So that's where that little volume is there so i can actually do the entire clip using that volume bar but if i say for example this note here this this snare is too loud i can go in and just select that mm-hmm. now the shortcut control and shift have them held down yeah and your up and down arrows here so i'm just going to go up and down oh. and now you can see i'm turning that snare down to be like an appropriate level well, so like cool. i've done I do a lot of work with like, um, uh, dialogue stuff for like YouTube videos and I do you know, um, uh, ADR and stuff. So I'm always trying to get vocal levels leveled out before you smack it with a compressor, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I will go through and I'll like to be selecting things and I'll be going up and down and I'll select that little thing and I can make that go a little bit louder or this little, that might be hypothetically a breath that you want to get rid of. Yeah. Control shift and just, just get rid of it. There's that breath that's just been dragged out. And then you chuck your compressor on and all of that. Yeah. It's really, really smoothing out things out before you start adding plugins. Because all of this is pre-fader. Cool. Yeah. So that's clip gain. And that's a fast way of using clip gain. And I'm a massive fan of that. Yeah. And, yeah, you can bring up the clip gain line. So you obviously right-clicking. And going to Clip Gain like that was yeah
0: yeah so I I, that was just bulky and I thought uh, but but even that was better than the old way of actually selecting something going to Audio Suite and processing it. Audio Suite. Yeah, that was yeah that was hit and miss. So when they did bring in Clip Gain, I was doing it that way that you just showed. Then Mm. I thought woohoo, but you've just made it (laughs) woohoo. That's what I want. Yeah. Yep. Nice one, mate. Um. Now, you did mention uh, – that's better. Your, your keyboard's better there. I don't know what happened before. I was going to say your, your overhead had moved or something, but you fixed that. Um, you mentioned workspace and that you use that a lot. And I'm thinking, I never look at that. Why would I look at that? Why would I look at that? And what can I do in there, mate? Oh, you
1: can do a lot of cool stuff in there. Show me, um, show me. Okay. So, yeah, workspace. Uh, if I open that up. This is, it's, 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 I guess it's hard to explain, but um, I can see all of my, obviously, my track presets. Uh, I can see all of my audio files that are in my Pro Tools session. Um, sound libraries, if I've got loop libraries or anything like that, I've got them there. All of my hard drives are in volume. So if I want to get to my sample libraries or anything like that, I can quickly access all of that here opposed to going to file and import. I want to import some kind of shaker or whatever. Cool. I can do that. I can do all of that within workspace, but I'm going to show you how it's makes it even better. So So it's kind
0: of like finder on the Mac, but built into Pro Tools specifically for everything related to Pro Tools. Is that a way of looking at it? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's
1: go to my sound libraries. Hmm. So these are all like loops that I've got on my hard drive. Um, I can even I've got again that metadata, so I can kind of search for things that are R and B and their drums, right? So now it's now showing me all of the drum loops that are on my hard drive. Um, I can preview them. So what I want people to do is have right click here and have loop preview turned on so when i actually click here and spacebar yeah i'm now previewing that clip and i can actually go and hit the down arrow and start
0: previewing all of those cool now that i've got is that stretching it to fit the tempo of the song
1: that's a big ask not yet but yes i know what you want me to do oh okay oh How yes, do you make it at, do that? Well, okay, so you can I'm see. I'm glad that you this, asked. I'm glad you asked. So this uh, drum loop here is at, uh, you can see it's 140. So I'm assuming that's at 140 BPM.
0: Yeah. And your session is hidden One, behind there so I can't. Oh No, there it is 120. Yep. 120. Yep. So I want to hear that at 120,
1: right? I don't want to hear that at 140. So you see this little button up here? Yeah. Uh, do that little thing there. Uh, if I click that, that uses the uh, Elastic Time algorithm to now compress or expand these loops to match whatever my Pro Tools session is. Wow, so cool. So let's let's play this without. So we'll play it, and then I'll enable
0: it. You can see it's now made it slower, right? Awesome, awesome. Because you you really got to hear it in the context of um, the tempo that you. Of the song that you're working on, really. 100%.
1: So now that I've got that, I can then select that clip and just drag it into Very, my session. Yeah. And it applies that um, elastic time to that clip. So that it's going to match the grid in your Pro Tools session. Another way to do it, which I'm a big fan of, is if you have this little view open here and you've got your tracks view. And if I just drag it into the track window like that, it creates a new track with the clip there, and it's labelled it whatever the. Oh clip wow! Is. Cool, cool. Okay, and you can see it's all locked to the grid, and yep. the elastic time's been enabled there. We've got elastic. If I make that track a little bit bigger, yeah, you can see that I've got the polyphonic elastic time enabled, and that's all locked to one twenty. So now that's all all in time. Nice one. Nice. So Percussion or all these loops that you know go to there's so many websites where you can go download like sample libraries of loops Yeah, and just chuck them all into workspace, you know go up here It's in window go to workspaces get that open and go into your You know your sample library and just start dragging in and making all these like really really cool kind of like songs
0: Wow Wow folks if there's anything that you really want drew to touch on and we don't get to it tonight we are going to do a, another episode because there is so much in here uh so please leave it in a comment um if you hit the notification bell on on my uh, on my channel you you'll know when we're going live on stuff because wow it's great to have somebody with this much knowledge show, show me around everything um is there any more tricks up the sleeve with workspace you want to touch on mate uh no let's let's look at some other stuff like okay. obviously
1: i said all of my track presets were in there and if you want to quickly look at audio files that are in your pro Tools session you can find all of that in workspace so if you're not using it at the moment get on board because it's it's definitely a really easy way of kind of like finding files on your computer
0: cool cool uh i'm just cutting to me and people are going to see that i'm actually sitting in my pajamas right now uh, um Let's talk I'm just about. At home. You are you are you are like a thousand k's away from me or more. Um, I'm in Melbourne. You're in Melbourne. I'm on the Gold Coast. So the magic of the internet. Um, I would like to see. There he is. There's the two of us. Yay. Um, the IO setup, mate. That kind of baffles me sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes I will open sessions and it's all set to a previous, the previous studio or a previous interface that I had before yes give me the rundown is. on 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 io setup mate because i'm gonna Andrew, admit i yeah. don't have it down 100 so
1: yeah no I've, I've i've had people ask me about this before so if there's anyone on the channel that's confused about io setup i'll kind of e- try and explain it the best i can to make it people understand it so cool. if i go back to my pro tools window we're gonna go setup, io okay so we've got a couple of tabs here some of them aren't going to matter to everyone. The Probably the things that are going to matter the most are your inputs, your outputs,
0: and your buses, right? Cool. So if, my, if I go to create new buses uh, to send things around, I've got just way too much stuff there. It's just like, oh, let's clean that up. This is the place to do it.
1: Yep, absolutely. So if I uh, bring back my keyboard there and you can just, you know, command A, select all of them and if if you just want to go oh, i'm just going to start from scratch just delete them all yeah get rid of them yeah sometimes it's not going it? to break anything if you do that all of your ios in pro tools will be shattered but you you know we learned some shortcuts tonight yep that'll help you quickly get them all back right cool, cool. so you could just hit default and get all the defaults back and you know you will be hunky-dory what i want to kind of explain to people that kind of confusing like you said you've gone from studio to studio and you know things aren't matching the reason that may be is that your inputs and your outputs tab really are determined by the interface that you're using mm-hmm. so if you're using a HD native omni with has eight, 8 I/O or you're using a UA Apollo that might be you know I a of I.O. I've got uh, a Focusrite Two I Two. It's only two channels, and at the moment I'm using loopback audio to send audio over, you know, to uh, the Skype there. So it's obviously six channels. Um, that's input and output is determined by the interface that you're using. The buses on, on the other hand, are actually determined by the Pro Tools session. Mm-hmm. So these things aren't necessarily connected even though outputs one two are going to one two of my interface they're not actually they're two separate things that's actually a bus that's being mapped to
0: an output Uh aha and the little picture of a monitor beside that that's is that to just say that's my monitor out uh, yeah, that's yeah. So on the outputs page,
1: you can create a monitor path, which is one two, and that's actually quite slick because if you have your interface, which might be you know your Focusrite uh, box or your you know, HD Native box or your Apollo, whatever you've got, if you map that to one two in your output settings, if you import, if you open a new Pro Tools session, it will make sure that your master one two goes to a monitor path first. Cool. Cool. So don't have that set on no input. Set that to be whatever your speakers are.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. And, and make sure with an audition path. I was going to say, um, when you're auditioning stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, workspace. Workspace is the audition path.
1: Yep. So if I had that set to nothing and I was previewing stuff in workspace and not hearing anything. Yep. Well, I'd have to go back in here and set that to one, two. Cool. So that's cool. coming out my main speaker output.
0: Now, is Would it be a wise idea to just to come up with a, a, a preset? And I did this years before. Um, so if I do receive a session from another studio, I just load a, a preset that's got all my IOs set for, for me. Is that the way to go about it? You can do, yeah. So you can obviously um, you know create
1: a, a bus path that works for you, like you've got all your busing in there. That's for your room specifically. Mm-hmm. And then export those settings. And then someone gives you a Pro Tools session, and they've got some really crazy bussing going on. Yep. You can obviously select all of that, delete it, and then import your whatever you know preset that you've created for your room. Sure, sure. That is really really helpful if you if you want to do that. Absolutely.
0: Cool, cool. So I see you've across the tabs there. You've got insert. Um, what's under there, mate? Yep.
1: Okay, so so inserts is like hardware inserts for people that are still using like. Um, you know, analog compressors or EQs or things like that. Oh, cool! You can you can assign physical I/O from your interface to be you know a hardware 1176 or things like that. And so, in, opposed to using a plugin, so we've got insert one two is actually going to one two. Yep. So I'm going to this aux track here, and instead of going a plugin, I can actually go to um, you know, a hardware insert. So I yep. go IO, insert one, two, and that would be my 1176. Or if you're using, uh, you know, some kind of like Brycasty reverb, maybe. Yeah. That yeah. might be what you're using and you'll use that as a hardware insert opposed to a plugin.
0: Cool. So if you're doing that, you just must remember to do a real-time bounce.
1: Yeah. Faster than real-time bounce won't work in that yeah. instance. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Cool. Cool. Mate, I think yeah. I've got, I I got my head around that now. Um, cool. Now, some of the new features, I think I jumped straight from 10 to 12. And along the way there, freeze, commit, and bounce got added to the, um, to the, to the tracks when you right-click on the names. And I think I've got my head around what they do. But I just yeah. want you to confirm for me that uh, what I'm thinking is the way it really is. Absolutely.
1: All right. So if we, um, you know, let's have a look at this snare track here. So I'm just going to throw a couple of plugins on there. Let's just uh lovely fab filter and then we'll chuck on some kind of uh, compression that I've got there. Let's just go another fab filter, the multiband that's pretty slick. All right. So I'm just trying to think of some examples where this would be helpful. Yeah. So
0: that's the sucky overhead shot, by the way. mate. it. Um, I'm not sure if oh, you could control of that. Oh,
1: the thing again. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it came
0: good. Yeah, that, there we go. That's it. Yep. There we go. Yep. My apologies.
1: Um, okay. So the uh, you know if you're using say some kind of uh, interface that's using external DSP and you run out of plugin processing, or you're using too much, you've got a computer that's a little bit out of date, and you're running out of CPU processing, um, we had to bounce things down and render them out. Well, that was always a bit of a challenge, right? When mm. we ran out of plugin processing. Yep. Well, uh, freeze tracks is actually a really helpful way of alleviating that. So if I click this little, you can see it's like a little snowflake, snowflake. right? Yeah. If I click that, that's now – think of it like a um, real-time render of all of the processing that's happening on that one track. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's kind of grayed out a little bit, um, and all of the plugins have now been made inactive. So I can't actually get in there and do anything to them because it's the, the system itself has kind of like gone, okay, well, based on all of the EQ and compression that you've done, I'm going to kind of like store that information as a render and the only way to make any changes is to unfreeze that track cool so how is that different to commit and bounce okay so if i right click this and go commit i get up i get this uh notification saying you're going to commit this track what do you want to do to it well i want to you know, obviously the selected track and what am I going to do with that source track? I can do nothing. I can delete it. I can hide and make an active. So let's just say do nothing for now. Yeah. But let's just do something kind of extreme to it. Let's uh, first off, just so we can see the difference. Let's uh, go in here and uh, shave off some bottom end and just shave off. I would never do this to a snare, Rick. Please don't judge me. I'm just doing it for the example. Uh, I'm going to now uh, commit that and do nothing to the source track, that is. Yep. And hit OK. And you can see now it's going to create a brand new track. Yep. So that's a new file, a new track. It's, let's call it, uh, you know, a destructive process because we've got a new, we've created something new. Uh-huh. I was I was clever enough to do nothing to the old tracks like I always go back and change things yep. but I've created a new a new clip I've created more media you know like with freeze tracks I can always undo it make a change freeze it again where with this it's a new file which m- might work for you that's maybe what you want to do like when I work with a lot of midi stuff mm-hmm. I always like committing it to audio yep when I and that's great for our car I Oh sorry you know, it's we're getting it's getting late here. Um I can't, <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> the bleh.
0: three AM version.
1: The three AM version. It is three AM here, yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, if you want to like have a backup of things, then yeah, you
0: can always have it as audio opposed to a plugin cool. that you might not cool. have a license yeah. for so in the future. I've always um well, since I've been using the the, the commit feature, I when it says what to do with the original track like uh hide and make it make inactive so that if i do want to go back to the other one then yeah um, you can do that yeah yeah so that's not taking up any more processing by being inactive but it's just in that it's just here yeah yet. exactly there's no
1: processing being used so if you like yeah do run out of plug-in processing um yeah you can commit it hide and make inactive and then that Snare track now has no plugins on it, but it's got that snare tone that you were going for, right? So that's a really cool way of doing that. How about bounce? How is bounce different to commit? Well, bounce is going to bounce that clip out and create a file, you know, like as you would do bounce a disc, but you're just bouncing that one track. Uh, Outside of the session,
0: exporting it, Yeah, exactly. You can export it out. Yeah.
1: So you've done all some processing, and then I just want to bounce out that track.
0: Cool, cool. Now, um, some... between Freeze and Commit, I think one of them actually asks you uh, whether you want to commit the plugins as well, doesn't it? Or keep them running in real well, yeah, time, is that can, right?
1: Well, Freeze is cool for that. Yep. Um, uh, so um, let me go back down to that Reason plugin that I had going on. And then let's you know add a couple of uh, plugins to it. I'm going to add that. I'm going to add the Pro Compressor as well. Again, these are just my go-tos. Like, you know, they, they sound great. Um, so virtual instruments, we know they take up lots of RAM, lots of processing. They, they use lots of samples. So once you've kind of got, if you you know, you did mention you use Easy Drummer a lot, right? Yep. So once you've kind of got that sound inside of Easy Drummer, you can actually right click the plugin and go freeze up to this insert, or Uh you can commit up to this insert as well. Cool. So if I hit freeze up to this insert, it freezes just that plugin, but then the plugins below it are still active for me to make adjustments to. Right. So I've just saved all of those resources from that virtual instrument that I'm using. And they're the things that really kind of make you, you know, your system kind of spit a bit, you know, because they're taking up so much of your CPU
0: resource. Awesome. Love it, Drew. Love it. You guys yeah. you guys out there learning stuff? If, like, if you walked away from this learning one thing, I think, um, you know, it, it, may, it may help improve your workflow somewhat. Um, Batch rename was something oh, that came across. Can we talk about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. This actually came... Um, from a lot of Pro Tools users in the um, video game um, world, actually. So, just okay. a, you know, it, yeah, one of uh, um, my, my boss, Daniel, based in Japan, was actually at Nintendo and, uh, you know, they were actually talking about things that can make their just days a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say we had four audio tracks like that. Um, they're all labeled, you know, audio, 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 audio. And I would... I would cry if I walked and got a mix and everyone thing, everything. Everything oh, was laid Yeah, oh, audio one, one, one. I know this. Horrible, I know right? this
0: is sort of a bit more of a, an advanced thing. But if there's anybody out there that's sort of new to Pro Tools, I'm going to swear for fuck's sake, name yeah. name your track before you do anything. You do not want to go looking for things and have it named audio three, audio four. That is the biggest waste of time you could possibly have in a session name your track as soon as you make it
1: yeah we i I couldn't hammer that home enough just label things label your tracks label even label your busing like you know totally you saw before we can right click here and hit rename if that is just going to make your life so much better and if you have to give this to someone else it's going to make their life better
0: oh yeah I flat out. So, if somebody just gave me it was all named audio three, audio four, I'd just give it back to them. Say, mate, mate, name it all and give it back to me. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: So here's a really fast way of changing all of these from vocal three, four, five, six. Yeah. To say uh, you know audio three, five, six. Let's make them vocal three, four, five, six. I'm just going to right click all of those tracks mm-hmm. and go batch rename. And we're going to find the word audio and now this is case sensitive as well so you, you make sure you need, need to type it the same way that it's written in the track yep and let's change that to vocal and if i hit enter look at all the tracks on the left hand side boom look at that that's
0: batch renaming all of your tracks cool can you the open very- that window that that's amazing I- Total time saver. Can you open that lot, window again? There was a few other little parameters in there I just wanted to have a yeah, quick look so at. Yeah, you can,
1: so you can trim the, the end of them as well. So if there's like certain like characters that you want to remove, you can do that or you can add certain things to the prefix. So I can add one to that or I can, you know. Awesome. The, yeah, all of those things or numbering. So, for example, I can, you know, if these were all just called vocal whatever, yep. I can then add a number the side of them and all of that as well so cool cool it's a very very fast way of just tidying up your protocol session yeah
0: nice I, I wasn't sure when you you brought that up and, and i saw trim whether that was referring to the actual audio file or the name but that's all specific to the name huh the character yeah so look just as an example i can go there and go
1: trim the beginning one character and then go okay oh call three four five six
0: <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> you're an uncle just oh stop it, <laughs> <laughs> mate! I reckon that's uh, batch rename done. Yeah, MIDI, MIDI real time properties. Uh, that was another thing that came up in uh, when I was right clicking on the um, on the MIDI track. Have you got a MIDI track there that we can look? I at do that? have a MIDI track right here. So
1: here's what I prepared earlier. Here's one I prepared earlier. I'm going to just take a few things off. Um, so let's say. This might have been something more melodic. At the moment, it's obviously a drum thing, but we can change that and make that. Uh, let's go to what's a go-to kind of plugin that I use for that? Uh, my friends at Arturia do some very, very cool plugins. So let's go to the Mini V3. Yeah, that's going to be the plugin. Wish
0: I had friends at Arturia.
1: Ah, uh, you know. Just It's part of the business, isn't
0: it? Part of the business. It is. Oh, look at that.
1: Look at that. Oh, it's such a great little bass plugin. Like, for just if you want to do a little bass line, it's dope. Anyway, so I've got a bass line here. I'm just going to delete a couple of plugins, uh, a, a couple of tracks. Sorry, a couple of notes. So just get my hand tool here and let's just delete a couple of these. So MIDI enhancements with Pro Tools. And I guess. For the people that are watching this, I guess there was this kind of—I'm not going to say the words misconception, but maybe a misunderstanding—that Pro Tools didn't have great MIDI. Um, so there are some really great shortcuts that you need to remember um, with Pro Tools to kind of improve that. So I'm going to—I can actually use my left and right arrows to go through different clips, different MIDI notes, uh-huh. and. If I use my up and down arrows here, I can actually move semitones at a time. Nice. That's quite cool. Now let's up the ante. Hold the shift key down and hit up.
0: Boom. Look at that. Octaves. Nice. Nice. Yep. Yep.
1: Now, as you can see, I'm in C major. Yep. This note's on a C. I'm going to hold control. And up and down. Sounds like a C major scale to me. What do you reckon? It
0: does. It does. So if you change the session to the key of D major, as you step through, it's going to step through the key, the notes of D major. That's awesome, mate.
1: While holding control. If you hold control, it will move up and down in the key of whatever the session is in. Nice. So this is what's quite slick. So if I hold option up, it copies that note and moves it up just a semitone. But let's go option and control up. Um, And I can actually, so if I go and move that, I've got to select the note first. That would help. Move that up. That's moved it to a D. I'm going to move that up to an E and then do... Control option up again. It's moved it up to... I've just created a chord. Wicked. That quickly. I haven't... All I've done is there's a couple of keyboard commands and I've quickly made it a, a chord there.
0: Nice. It's that easy. Mate, uh, Scotty Watman wants to know if there's uh, MIDI SysX editing in there. We do have SysX information in there
1: as well. I know if you want to, say, be controlling external controllers over SysX, that, that can be done, yes um where do we access that i believe that's on the midi track itself uh if we go into
0: sysx sysx yeah it's been there a while hasn't
1: it yeah absolutely yes yeah. so sysx is there if you want to kind of go in there and do that stuff so um that would be a whole other video in itself i think yeah if I think we go so. into the sysx i know uh scotty's obviously uh been Trying doing to, midi for a while yeah yeah, yeah.
0: controlling e- external stuff um yeah but like that, that'd be great for you know, yeah exactly i was going to say program changes which is pretty standard stuff now for uh live acts to be running tracks and and yeah. having um all your all your patches change automatically and, and stuff it's all in there uh yeah. anything else on midi real time properties mate i think that covers it doesn't it that's kind of
1: all the shortcuts that i think you know if you start using those shortcuts while using midi you're going to be able to create you know midi kind of lines very very quickly by just remembering those a few little shortcuts
0: cool in my little notes we also said midi enhancements did we just cover those well there that or was, or was yeah that, that was, that was, then, that was yep.
1: those that was those little midi enhancements okay. that were implemented in 12 point i'm gonna say 12.8 i could be wrong but somewhere in 12 we did that
0: Mate, metering. So somewhere along the line, new metering was introduced. I changed it, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I was like, "Oh, I, I, I don't know how loud I'm actually recording now. Am I going into the red? Am I not going in the red?" Uh, yeah, go so back to we'll go to over to the mixer
1: view. Yeah, yeah. So if you obviously right-click the meter, you now get all of these new meter views here. Hmm. So you're if you were using Pro Tools 10 or earlier, you're probably used to the Pro Tools Classic view. Cool. Okay. <laughs> That's what that. I thought.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: But then we obviously had, um, you know, people wanted to see different other views. So if you wanted a VU, now we have VU metering there. And if you wanted, you know, these are those, I think they're the Bobcats K2, K12, which will give you like a peak and R, you know, RMS oh, cool. kind, okay. Of, okay. Yep. kind yep. of view as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what, therefore, what I actually dig about this the most is that we now actually have a game reduction view as well, which can be, you know, show game reduction metering. So if I click that and have that enabled and let's, there's got to be some kick drum coming. Oh, let's just put uh, that on the snare drum. And where's the snare drum? On here. Right there. Let's just loop that. Um we go back to that view you can see that uh, how much game reduction yeah. is happening without having to open up the plugin, right yeah
0: I, i've enabled that and that's been great oh just to just to see just on. to see how much I, I, i'm taking off along the way without having to open the plugin. yeah so
1: right click that and you know like rms or vu or you know depending on like you know some some facilities obviously bb we've got you know P- ppm bbc and things like that There's certain requirements that people need. That's why we implemented all of these different uh, views. So venue peak and venue RMS uh, are the same metering type as the avid venue consoles, live sound consoles. So if you wanted to have – if you're looking at a live sound console and you've got a laptop to the left of it and you wanted to see the metering to look the same, you would flick it to that. Mm -hmm. Whatever your jam is on this, I I, I am going to be honest – I still use Prozels Classic because I'm so used to it.
0: Yeah, 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 me too, me too. Yeah, but uh, if, if
1: you want to use something else, then yeah, go nuts. There's, the K stuff is actually quite cool because you obviously can see Peak and RMS at the same time.
0: Uh-huh. I, was, yeah. um, I think I fiddled around with that because I was asking around with some other guitar YouTubers just about how hard I should be hitting YouTube and stuff, and there's uh, an English chap, Harry and a, Harry and a guitar. Check out his his channel. He was very useful with giving me the rundown on uh, just how loud to be hitting different platforms and stuff. And that's where I started filling around in there. And then I just went, oh, what's the one I used to use?" And I, I assumed it was Pro Tools Classic. So it's good to hear that's where I was, mate. Um, layered editing was something new that that came up.
1: Oh yeah, this was. Um, just a small change in Pro Tools, but for me actually made a big difference.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, it was around 12.3 or 12. So, mate, I, I'm just going to pull you up right there like, just the way you changed between the, the two windows. Then, I, I'm a, a command equals kind of guy, but that's that's the old one without the um, the key focus turned on, right? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I do. Or do they the, both work? They both work. But this here command and I think that's till, think we call that that symbol the till. Oh, we call That's it squiggle.
0: actually,
1: yeah, call it squiggle. That's actually a Mac thing. Cool. So that's just if you've got like you know m- multiple Word documents open, you can go command and till and flick between Word documents or m- multiple Safari windows. You do that. So that's just a Mac thing. Again, dude,
0: because my dude, I used to work for Apple as a creative, and I did not know that. I should have known that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're making me look stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cool, though. Very cool. But the, and the reason is, is
1: I'm trying to p- keep everything on my left hand because my my right hand is on my, on my mouse or my trackball, so I don't want to have to do this.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. So that's why I do that. I noticed you kept one hand on your ball. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about layered editing, which is this
0: little – uh box yeah here that's new to me what the hell is that all about mate well let's turn it off first
1: yeah and i'll show you how this is annoying um so i'm just going to select some audio and i'll paste it down here now with that off when we used to like drag things over let me just zoom in a little bit um and make that clip a little bit bigger when you kind of got a clip and like dragged it over another clip mm. and then you're like, oh, that I dragged it too far. I'll drag it back. See, that's made that cut. That's yep. kind of annoying. It so is. let's do it over audio. And while I do it over audio, there's a new feature as well that was around the same time as laid editing that we implemented as well, which is uh, clip transparency. And I love this because when I'm dragging this clip over, I can see the clips
0: underneath. Well, we could if your keyboard wasn't in the way. Can, oh sorry yeah yeah, do, do, do it, it on another track mate yeah yeah thank yeah, you Yeah,
1: there yeah ah there cool go.
0: so now you can align your audio visually to yeah the peaks to yep and you've yep cool you can do you can kind of line it
1: up like that yeah but what's but
0: happening is every you, time you, i you get that separation killing. yeah
1: yeah I, that's and then you'd go oh that was too far i need to drag this back that was annoying so now with layered editing when I turn that on, if I drag over that and go, oh, I've dragged too far. I need to drag back a little bit. Like it still retains the clip underneath. Nice. So it's these, these little things that used to frustrate me that we've just kind of improved. And um, yeah, that was actually one of those things that we added with the delayed editing. And that's that little box
0: there. So if that's ever turned off, leave it on. Very cool. Very cool. Folks, is there anything else out there that you want Drew to to touch on? Because I don't want this to go too long. I'd rather do do this in shorter sessions and have you back on um, very soon. Um, If you guys have got anything that maybe Drew has touched on already and you wanted to slow down or go over it again, um, because uh, about an hour and 20, mate. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, it flies, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. And for for our friends overseas, it is uh, three twenty a.m. Um, so, speak now, or forever hold your peace. Where's the two of us? Yeah. Look at that. There's the two of us. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, three mate. Three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock. Yeah, I've been sipping on a wine myself, and I'm a non-drinker, so I'm a cheap drunk. But I've only had. Two like tiny, you. tiny, small, <laughs> two tiny, small ones there, mate. Um, so I've got my little clipboard here that I've been writing things down, and that's most of the stuff that I wanted to cover just now, because the big one that we want to do next time is the menu bar or the and across the top, and I want to this, go through everything because there's. Oh, I know, I know. There's a lot of stuff there that I'm. I sort of have seen there for years and I don't understand what it means. And there's probably mm-hmm. things I'm missing out on that can improve the workflows yeah. like you've done for us there. This um, one right here. This and the, the other one is your preferences. Preferences as well. I'd like to go through all that with you in another episode. So, um, that that is easily one to two shows. <laughs> yeah, totally, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you just said you wanted to show us something there, mate.
1: I just said this is the one thing in the menu that everyone needs to remember. Yeah. That and what's bad. that? save
0: <laughs>
1: dude
0: dude seriously just save, save. yeah just remember command, that. command s so that's the shortcut if ever there's a power outage or there's a crash people will turn to me and say oh no how much have we lost every time i make an edit It is just natural for me to go Command-S, and I always say to them, we haven't lost more than 30 seconds because it has just been natural. I worked in broadcast, and there is no way you're going to let things get past you uh, and and lose your hard work. So um, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Scotty's saying he'd love to be able to edit SysX Info in Pro Tools. Are you not able to edit SysX Info in there, Drew? Can you be a bit more specific with us with that, Scott? Uh, that was the the one. Yeah, maybe with we'll the, reach with a, with a, out to Scott blah, blah, blah. after the show. Yeah, and, yeah, and find and, out exactly what it is he's trying to do. Yeah,
1: we'll do that. Let's. Let, we'll reach out to Scotty and we'll we'll, we'll get that sorted. Yeah, for yeah.
0: Um, Lisa is saying thank you for our time. I'd like to thank everybody out there, mate. Come, let's go back to it, the split screen of us. Uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, yeah, thank you, Drew. I know I'm pointing there, but actually you're on the screen over there. Um, man, I, I, I need to go back through this because, as I said, when we first started, I was trying to keep an eye on everything, make sure everything was going down. And I'm going to go back through all this with pen and paper because there's some invaluable stuff in there. And I'm going to brainstorm some more things. People, if you want to leave comments in, in the section down below that we can go through and find um, things that you might want to do next time, um, please do all the like, subscribe, and like and notification, looks, all that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like a, a knob asking to do that, but uh, if you don't, nobody does. Maybe they do. Maybe you just got to give them something just to, su- to subscribe about. But yeah. I'm predominantly a guitar channel. Um, and but I do mix and record it, oh, everything myself, been doing it for a while. Lots and of guitarists
1: do, like there's, how many guitarists like, do their own tracks and then send them over to uh, their session users, right? They, it's just the
0: done way, I think every musician yeah. needs, needs to be, have a, a good, fast, efficient workflow. Um, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so um, I, I'm going to hit the little button that gives Drew a little bit of a, a round of applause. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to everyone that's been watching and We shall see you guys on the flip side. Thank you. Bye.